Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. Yes, it is. It I'm is sorry. a. <laughs> I can't not laugh. Yeah, especially after this episode. But currently, we are recording on a cold and blustery day. It's a snowpocalypse. It is a snowpocalypse. In the last uh, 48 hours, the world has become anew. Guys, I'm in a play. As you know, because I mentioned it last week. <laughs> yeah, in the same way. And yesterday, we had a double show. And it's, like, very important to me to be alone sometimes. Yeah. Because other people are just the worst. Yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty like, bad. they're good, but not for me. Okay. So the show ended at, like, 4. Yeah. And then we didn't have to be back until, like, 6.30. But because of Snowpocalypse... Yeah, you can't go anywhere. No one would let us leave. And I was like, I can go home. And they were like, no, you can't. And I was like, but I can. I don't think you could, Aaron. I could. They closed down Deerfoot. I didn't have to take Deerfoot to get home. I, what, Aaron, it I, was not good. You should I not... wasn't even going to go home. You... I was just going to go down the road to the core. I'm, I'm not even talking about, like, weird, like, like, oh, you can't drive out there. It's dangerous. I mean, like... Literally, I don't think you could get home in that time. I wasn't going to go home. I was just going to go to the core. You were staying home. The buildings. The buildings would have blocked it. And also the snow had stopped. Anyway, we weren't allowed to leave. <laughs> no, it was it was, uh, it was real bad out there. They, and I, like, they, um, they blocked off like... The major thoroughfare yeah, through our like city. How many, how, they, they blocked it off from like kilometers and kilometers of it in both directions. <laughs> For a long time. They're just time. like, hey, don't go on this road. <laughs> there have been a lot of accidents... They were hard to clear. Yeah, and a, a river a river runs through Calgary. So you can't really cross that river anymore. So maybe Calgary. you don't? Calgary was essentially separated in two for uh, yesterday. And then today it was fine. And then it started snowing yeah, again. it was fine until it wasn't. Yeah, and then it started snowing again. And there was the Super Bowl and I was delivering food. I went to Earl's briefly and I was like, oh man, I don't know if I can go to Earl's. It's going to be really busy. This... No. The Super Bowl. No. No. The snowpocalypse made it very unbusy. No, everyone was staying home and and ordering food. Except for me. Yeah. So, hey, just a note for everyone out there. If you ever look outside your window and you're thinking, man, it's really bad out there. Let's order food in. Remember what you just said. You have ordered the food <laughs> and someone has to drive the food to you. you... <laughs> and you should pay that person a lot. Yeah, on nights where the snow is particularly bad, just think of it this way. You are literally asking someone else, hey, you can put your life at risk for my pizza, right? I don't want to, but, but you, you will. Yeah, just remember that. And just so everyone knows the end of my story, we ordered pizza. Yeah. I did not order it. Someone else did. <laughs> I ate two slices of pizza. <laughs> went into the lobby and read a book for two hours and everyone was very offended i was not social hey, you wanted to read a book i wanted to read a book there was too many people that's their problem i can't be social sometimes i have to be in a play and then after the play i have to decompress and that's why people think actors are jerks okay speaking of actors being jerks Actually, I think the Riverdale actors are nice. No, but their characters are kind of jerks. So let's talk about Riverdale. <laughs> All right, let's let, let's do this. This is episode 12, The Wicked and the Divine. The Wicked and the Divine.
So he started on Archie is taking on the job of being Hiram's mob movie assistant. Thing. Yeah, and they're they're very much making like a much like any mob movie. It's like this uh, old guy takes on a young impressionable youth. And the innocence and something. Some guys coming, and they have to learn how to make poutine to keep the guy happy. Is that? Yeah, they started real early in the episode. Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize that's when when he was talking about poutine. I didn't realize that's when he was talking about it. I wrote poutine. Um, for those of you who don't know, poutine is a Canadian delicacy. I guess. Yeah. It's real delicious. You take some French fries. You put some cheese curds. Yeah. You put some piping hot gravy. Yeah. And you're done. That's it. I mean, you can add other things, but that's it. So good. It's all you need. It's way better than chili cheese fries and takes way less work. <laughs> so much less work. But Archie runs around for a little bit doing essentially Hiram's errands. This is the first time we've ever seen anyone do, like, work. On the show. <laughs> on the show. And we discover that still, Archie cannot drive. His dad's like, hey, I'll drive you home. And Archie's like, no, no, I have no. my bike. At one point, Archie has Hiram's, like, dry clean suit over his shoulder. And I'm like, is he riding a bike with a suit over <laughs> his shoulder? Has Archie ever had a bike before? When have we seen this bike? In, oh, I'm, I'm sure we've seen the bike before. Kevin. Yeah? Was there an episode super early on where someone's car broke down, like, on a country street near a bridge and it was summertime and Archie fixed it? Or am I confusing this with a movie? I do not remember that happening. But I'm sure Archie has a bike. Like, like he's a he's a kid. These are 15-year-olds. Yeah, he has a bike. Just in case you guys forgot. Yeah. Them's and, 15. And to be clear, I don't mean like a bike like the serpents have. No, I mean no. a bicycle. I mean Archie Like is, a 10-speed. Yeah, Archie is with... With a suit, with a press suit over his shoulder, he's pedaling a bike in winter, Aaron. It still has to be winter. And he might also be holding pop tates in the other hand. Yeah, this is amazing. Someone better buy that boy a basket. Well, like, maybe he has a basket. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding. Tisk in the tasket. But uh, this all leads up to uh, us learning what the main thing of this episode will be, which is that Veronica's getting confirmed. Which normally happens when you're 12. But apparently for plot reasons, because Hiram was not in jail at this point. They wanted the priest of their family. Who was unavailable for four years. To do this. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. My favorite thing about this is that as Veronica's telling Archie about her um, confirmation, she makes special point of saying she needs to renounce <laughs> Satan, which she goes, which of course I will. Like, Archie <laughs> was worried that she wouldn't. Guys, me and Kevin, we're not Catholic. No. Despite the fact her mom worked at the Catholic school board for so many years. No. But, I think, but like, are we wrong though? Like, this is not correct. I'm pretty sure, like, confirmation is, a young, is, is very young. Uh, it's it's like I don't want to compare it to a bar mitzvah, but it's like a no. lot a lot of religions have that um thing when you're like coming of age, yeah, when you're like essentially hitting let's say puberty, like they have these ceremonies yeah. effectively that they go through. I did a show in high school that was called Catholic School Girls about little girls in Catholic school, and I'm pretty sure we had the confirmation in the final year, which was grade six. I don't know. So anyway, the TV show. Twisting things in a shocking turn of events. Riverdale's twisting things. They gotta make it work. They gotta make it work. So Uh, uh, Sheriff Keller visits Jughead and FP. To get some exposition, I guess. And Jughead's real riled. He's like, stop coming around here. He's coming around there four times, Aaron. I guess just to stare at them. 
Because that's all he does in this scene is he <laughs> stares at them as they yell at him. And then Jughead's like, you have no evidence. And I mean, and then Sheriff's like, I mean, you're literally the only person who has said anything bad about Pickens. <laughs> so... I mean, you're my only suspect. I mean, let's be clear. The thing that I thought would happen is happening, and they're never going to mention the natives again. They sure aren't. Yeah, they're going to do everything they can to talk around it. They're going to mention the article <laughs> and occasionally Tony's grandfather, but they're never going to mention. Um, uh, I, I this is the funny. I forget. Octana. Octana. No, Uctana. Uctana. They're never going to mention the Uctana again. They that's paid, not that's one episode. They paid that one actor once. Yeah. Yeah. Which, guess yeah, what, Riverdale? This is worse. Yeah. yeah. Guess what, indigenous people? You get one episode, and then, you're, then your plot gets moved over to something else. Riverdale, you did it bad. Good job. As a Canadian, nope. Um, so, back Betty, at the Cooper house. Betty does her pseudo-webcamming, except for my, the, my favorite thing about this, is that apparently the guy she's talking to, he's getting naked. He sure is. He sure is. It's like Betty just made an awkward friend on the internet. It does sound more like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Of course, though, Alice Cooper is knocking on the door, being like, I hate locked doors. <laughs> What's happening in this house? What's going on? I'm not in a plot line anymore. I would like to be a part of this, please. I want to be involved. And Betty's like, no. Betty was also wearing her dark wig, because of course she was. But then when she answered the door, gone. And she has a robe on. Great work, Betty. Way to embrace that darkness. Yeah, yeah. I, most, most of the thing that's gross about this is the fact that she's underage. Yep. Like, and uh, also she's just making awkward internet friends, which yeah. then makes it more creepy and yeah. suspect. Yeah, yeah. I'm not quite sure what's happening here. Um. So back at this, back at the school. Now at the school. Veronica invites her friends to her confirmation and says the confirmations are typically family only, but they're her chosen family, and she would like them to dress Catholic chic. And none of this seems correct. When I, when I, when we later see the confirmation, I mean, I guess I could all be family. There's a lot of people there. Let's be clear. Well, and, when and, she and says, also we a hundred percent know that um uh. When what she says it? family, she doesn't mean family. She means family. Family. Yeah, right. Because now they're the mafia. lodges are mafia. Now Them's they're mafia. Now the mobsters. We learn apparently. that Hiram Lodge has a lawyer called Mister Sowersby. Sowersberry. 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 It's a, it's something dumb like Sowersberry. That's great. Yep. And then Kevin, I wrote a terrible note. What that says. Oh, no, I know why I read yeah, this. Yeah, are you going to explain why we're learning about his lawyer? Because this is part of a plot point. <laughs> yes, my there notes did not lead me to a plot point. They only led me to nonsense. I like, when you just, I like when you just read your note and not think about, like, anything around them. So anyone who's listening to this is like, why are they bringing that up? So here is why I was confused. All right. My notes say, HL's lawyer is Mr. Sowersby. Yeah. So Kevin is the only paper stick. Okay, so what happens is that Betty and Jughead get called into Mr. Weatherby's office, and he's like, your article's crazy, and everyone cares about this newspaper a lot. Apparently a whole lot. Like, this is the only newspaper in town, because the register isn't apparently going out anymore, because... <laughs> only teenagers are important. Only teenagers can save the world. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so Hiram's like, I'm gonna sue you for defamation. I don't think anywhere in... The letter he mentioned the lodges. I think he just mentioned 
because he tried to interview them the one time yeah. and it didn't go so well because he's a bad interviewer. Well, I mean, the only time we get a read out, I think they're specifically talking about like how Robert, Robert yeah. Pickman. Yeah, yeah. So, so I don't know how he can do, he can sue for defamation of character if he's not mentioned there, unless if he's trying to be like defamation of this guy, this <laughs> Robert Pickman's character. I'm on the side of the South Side, and Jughead clearly <laughs> is not. <laughs> Yeah, I am definitely down with the South. So in any event, Betty and Jughead get kicked off the newspaper. Which means it's just Kevin, Kevin doing his gossip column. Kevin is the only newspaper staff. Oh, man, the red and, blue's go- the, so the red and gold is going to become a, um, what? Blue and gold. <laughs> gossip rag. The, yeah, it's going to be a gossip rag. And uh, Weatherby gives them until the end of the day to clear out their stuff. Which apparently they've been keeping in there. Because this is not a high school. It's a workplace. I don't know. I don't know. And then Betty, then Jughead's like apologizing to Betty, and then Betty finds some way through logic that I couldn't even write down. I've done, I've done like I'm doing backflips in my head trying to figure out how she did it. She somehow gets it to be about Tony. Well, she asks a logical question, yeah, which is Jughead, why? <laughs> and then Jughead's like, I'm my emotions. Jug- Jughead does not mention the Uptana. Or the fact that they were, in fact, yes, slaughtered by... And then Betty's like, so your emotions, your emotions about Tony? And her grandfather? I saw you together many weeks hence. No, wait, sorry. What's the opposite of hence? (laughs) Many weeks past. And then Jughead's like, I mean, my life is hard. (laughs) And Betty's like, indeed. (laughs) He's like, I'm a serpent, and did, she's like, uh huh. Like, like, did you, uh, did you and Tony ever like do anything? And it, <laughs> Jughead, in all his awkwardness, goes, "Well, she came to my house. We hung out. She stayed over. She gave me she, a tattoo. No, 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 Aaron, you have to say the way he said it. She gave me a tattoo. Because <laughs> Betty is like, what's he gonna say? What, what is he, what is he gonna say?" <laughs> Well, now we know where he got the tattoo, so that's good. <laughs> I know. I, just I wish lo- the show had shown us that. I just love the idea. <laughs> they might have, actually. I just love the idea that Jughead was, <laughs> Betty was like, is he, is he going to say something weird? Like a weird sex thing? She, what was it called from the first season? She gave me a sticky maple. <laughs> <laughs> and then she gave me a tattoo. Also very good is then Jughead's like, well, Betty... Have you done some things with some other people since we broke up? He says it just vague enough that Betty's like, cam girls. Ooh. <laughs> no, no? I, did, I did not. And then because remember how she doesn't push her fingernails into her hands anymore? Ooh. It's as she tightens her ponytail. Because that's a, that's a quirk she sometimes has. Because Betty knows how to deal with emotional peril. I don't know. So then the St. Clair sent a confirmation gift to Veronica. And then they learned that Archie <laughs> went to the St. Clair's. And, and punched the crap out of a cripple kid. <sighs> so then we wait, have like. Did they know? Wait, Betty, Veronica knew that. Yeah, but the Lodges did The Lodges did it. All yeah. right. So then we have like a real weird cutscene where Archie is like, I just need you to check the the order pop because Hiram Lodge is real suspicious. He has really specific orders. The pop takes one of the few lines he gets in this series. Is like, he's the boss. And Archie doesn't do what I would do, which is, which is like, shrug this off. Because 
I would be like, he is my boss. Thank you. Yeah. And also, he's the customer. And I've heard people refer to customers by, by being like, well, they're the boss. Yeah. Like, and it's just the thing you say. Like, I say it about people who aren't my boss. But Archie, because he's a robot and can't doesn't understand metaphor, it's is like, like, you mean he's your boss? What? What What does that mean? And Pop Tate's, because he's also not a human being, apparently, is like, uh, I, uh. Pop Tate's uh. is a metaphorical ghost. Mm, he is. And then there's a smash cut to the FBI being like, I hear Veronica Lodge is having a party. Why didn't you tell me about this? Look, I'm trying to keep up on, Ver- on Veronica's uh, <laughs> social life. Social life. I've been following her on Instagram and Twitter. Sorry, this is Riverdale. I've been following her on Momentgram. Oh, no, Kevin. <laughs> Veronica Lodge has Instagram. It's Although not, it's, I need- not, it's not a knockoff Riverdale Instagram. <laughs> I'm not sure anymore. It's 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 called Moment Snap. <laughs> okay, but you know how Kevin has real Instagram? Does he? No, no. In our world, he does. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but Kevin, I don't know. I've started following all these people, and I don't know if they're real CW accounts or if they're fan accounts. I can't tell There's anymore. There's no way to tell. There's probably a way to tell. There's no way to know. You'll never know. But the FBI agent is like, how did you tell me she's having her confirmation? And Archie's like, I didn't think that would matter because why do you care about a 16-year-old confirmation? Do you need gossip about my girlfriend? <laughs> like we made out yesterday. <laughs> I like to imagine Archie's like, me and my girlfriend kissed and he was really nice. They might just like, why are you telling me this? He's like, I don't understand what you want. You want details about her. You don't want details about her. What do you want? Now, I think we have to take a moment here and do a section of the show that I've just come up with right now. <laughs> Great. But because this is the first time this FBI agent has appeared in this episode, I have a question for you, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. Is this a real FBI agent? No. <laughs> no we're back to No. I don't know. No, he can't be a real FBI agent, right? He's too interested in Archie's sex life. <laughs> like, he can't be, right? He can't be real. Because we were yes last week. We were like, I think he is, but we're back to no? I'm back to no. All right, well, join us next week when we, once again, have our section called, Is this FBI agent real? He can't be real. He can't be real. So, um... Everyone at the trailer park is getting evicted. Yeah, Keller, because he's the only sheriff. He's the only, we know he's the only cop. Apparently he's the only governmental body he's the at only all. the person who works for the government. <laughs> he, he comes around putting up eviction notices, which doesn't feel like something a sheriff does. No. And the reason he does it is because no one has paid rent. Apparently there's a bunch of back rent. Which, okay, I know these are the heroes, I guess. Yeah. But if you if you don't pay rent, you can't live somewhere. Well, what we learn later is what what Jughead says is apparently some people haven't been paying rent, which once again means yeah, you can kick those people out. You can't kick out an entire trailer park because Aaron, that'll be like if you had an apartment building and one person wasn't paying rent, you just kick out the entire apartment building. He's not kicking out everyone though. He's kicking out the people. No, he is. No, he says you and the people who didn't pay rent, which, considering FP was in jail for a million years and Jughead doesn't have a job, includes Jughead and FP. I'm sorry, this is like the plot of Rent the Musical, which I love Rent. Yeah. But Mark and Roger, if you don't pay rent, you're going to get kicked out. Yeah. And maybe be nice to your friend Benny, because yes, he is asking you to pay your rent, which is a thing that normal people do every month. Yeah. But he's also going to give you a free recording space yep. 
for your music and films, yeah, he's, which is good. Yeah, he's asking you to pay your rent, and in exchange for you paying your rent, he'll give you a, more places. He's giving you double the amount <laughs> your rent pays for. Can you imagine for? if he was like, look, here's the thing. I want you to pay your rent, but in exchange, I'll increase your square footage by a thousand square feet. No! How dare you make us pay for the thing we use? No, I want you to pay the rent for the old space. I'm going to give you more space. <laughs> no! I used to pay nothing! Benny, you're a sellout! How dare you give us nice spaces to do our work? <laughs> uh, rent. Oh, rent. Really cool for 16-year-olds. So good for 16-year-olds. Just like this TV They're show. The really upsetting thing about that movie, just to, be, just to go on this tangent a little bit more, the really upsetting, upsetting thing about that movie is the actors are too old. Yes! So you're like, look at these 30 and 40-year-old people. <gasps> Why are they out. so mad about this? Like, the, here's the thing about Rent. They have to be, like, 19. Yes, and if you... So I have a video of the final Broadway performance of Rent where it's all these, like, 22-year-olds who just graduated <laughs> theater school who are like, yeah, we're in Rent on Broadway. And you watch and you're like, yeah, good for it, you guys. Yeah, it works. And you can be like, look at these dummies. Look how dumb these dummies are. You're so young and dumb. You're so dumb. Um, You know who's also young and dumb? Jughead. That's why I took this story in this direction. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the Jughead, like, I don't think he's evicting everyone. I think he's evicting everyone who hasn't paid rent. Well, all I know is that there's a point where Jughead looks back and there's just another random family and they're looking at an eviction notice. Those are probably also dummies who didn't want to be a part of the security detail <laughs> because emotions and not, hmm, paid uh, work. Maybe. I thought it sounded like he was evicting the entire trailer park. I don't think so. Um, there's no way to know, Aaron. We have no way to know. <laughs> there's no way to know. Hey, can someone watch the episode and tell us? Because we're not going to watch it again. <laughs> we're not going to watch it again. Uh, but no, Jughead goes to see the mayor in a scene that is that is that has punctuation from Thunder. Kevin, that's in like four scenes what? right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're absolutely correct. So I just put, I just, every, every single time the mayor appears in the episode, I put the mayor as being a bad mayor. So it gets confusing. So what actually happens after this is Josie and the mayor, which could also be confusing because I only abbreviate things. Yeah. Josie and the mayor go to see Veronica and apologize and are subsequently invited to her confirmation. Yeah. And then Josie with, is bullied into performing. Yeah, with no prompting at all. The, yeah. ma- the, the the mayor who hated the lodges so much is like, hey, look, change my mind. Maybe I like you. Anyway, you have a confirmation, and Josie's gonna uh, Josie's gonna sing at it. That was their gift, Aaron. The gift is Josie. Their singing. gift is that Josie's gonna sing at it, and Veronica's like, well, I was gonna sing at it because remember I sing. And then she's like, maybe we do a duet, and maybe I pick the song, and maybe the song is terrible. Yeah, the song. Uh, should we save it? I mean, you've already seen it, I guess. The song is bitter, <laughs> assumably. If not, why are you doing listening? Hopefully you enjoy it. <laughs> Our show's a little bit different than what you think it is. I'm really hoping that a lot of people listen, watch the like, watch a scene yeah. of the show, then listen to our recap, <laughs> and then watch the next scene. That's real hard to do. It takes a long time. Um, and sometimes we go around. It takes the same amount of time. And they're like, I don't know what happened. What scene did they go to? Oh, no. So the song that they're going to sing is Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve, or as Veronica says it, Bittersweet Symphony from the Cruel Intentions soundtrack. That's going to be the soundtrack of my confirmation. Uh, You know what else Bittersweet Symphony is from? Two things. Number one, the CD, Now 2. Yeah. Songs from Now. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, the soundtrack for my play, 
because my play takes place in 2003? Yeah. Question mark? Do you want also that, 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 do you know also where that song is from? Every sad video. Every sad video. And, and. Because, guys. It's, it's, it's not a great song for confirmation. It's a bittersweet symphony. Yeah. This life. And I can't change my mode. My mode. <laughs> my mode. My mode. But apparently Veronica and Josie are going to do that duet, and it's dumb. And then the serpents all need to super calm down. But mostly Soft Boy needs to calm the F down. Yeah, so the serpents are having a meeting, and FB is like, hey, you cut off that head. And then Soft Boy, is... a.k.a. Tall Boy, but Soft Boy, Soft Boy comes up and is like, I think he did it. And he's pointing at Jughead. And FP's like, he clearly didn't. <laughs> My job as the leader of the serpents is just to make sure we're not being prosecuted unduly. My job is job is the leader of the serpents. Before I get all righteously offended, did someone do this? Yeah. Maybe? Sometimes you guys do things and you don't tell me. Because we're not a gang. We're a club. And I can't control what you do in your life. <laughs> because we're not a gang, just to be clear. But We're if, not a gang. But if someone did do this, I should know. <laughs> so I don't go striding around being like, the serpents didn't do it. Because then I'll be embarrassed. That'd be egg on my face. <laughs> and I don't want to be embarrassed. My face, I work at Pop Tates. My face, it needs to be clear of egg. Soft boy's angry. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, Hiram and Archie have a talk in a dark, in, in a study which is never lit well. <laughs> Because it has no overhead lighting. <laughs> this and their entire, ever since season two started, the the lodge the what's it called the Pembroke? Yeah, the Pembroke has gone darker and darker, and it's like lights have been burning out, and they just haven't been changing them. I guess it's they like fired. Uh, yeah, they fired Smithers. No one yeah. can replace them. Yeah. lights. <laughs> have you noticed it's been getting darker in here? Well, I mean, I mean, Smith- who who would fix that? How do how do we get the lights back on? Uh, uh. <laughs> they just wave their arms at them. They, they asked that new guy that they hired. He's like, I'm mostly just here to look good and punch people. Just drive the car. I don't know how to change a light bulb. Hey, Aaron, how many lodges does it take to change a light bulb? Zero, because lodges don't change light bulb. There you go. They need a Smithers. They need a Smithers. Um, a Smithers. <laughs> One Smithers. But um, Hiram's like, Archie, I heard you beat up that cripple kid. And good Archie- job. <laughs> That is that scene. Yeah. There's no elaboration on that. And he's like, how would you come to a poker... How would you come to a crime poker game I'm having? Great. And our, because, yeah, sure, why not? So then a young blonde man named Ben... Yeah. Is at the Coopers. Who works at the bargain bin? Bargain box? I thought the B- Bijou. Bijou box? Bijou box? Is that a movie theater? I don't know. I don't know. But then <laughs> she comes out after him... Wearing a robe and drinking milk and Betty's from like, a vase. And Betty's like, um... Was that, was that a client? And he's like, I had a job interview. Jeez. <laughs> and I'm like, Betty, Betty, you're so much smarter than this. <laughs> Betty is probably like, but the robe <laughs> but you and the ro- milk. And he was in your room. He was upstairs. And then Sheik's like, I got a job. I almost wanted Sheik to be like, 
Well, I'll drink some milk and I spilled milk on myself. Fortunately, Ben was super nice and... and he helped me change into my robe. Yeah, and we kept the interview going. Never missed the beat. Like, was, I want... He was so impressed with my professionalism. Like, I want the lie to just get ridiculous instead of dumb. Instead of so <laughs> dumb. Where he's like, of course it's not a client. Remember when Betty was the hero of the show? Remember <laughs> when she was smart? Ugh. So then Jughead rants to the mayor. Sorry, yeah, this is where Jughead rant. The mayor's a bad mayor once again. She's a real bad mayor. Yeah, the mayor's <laughs> the mayor, and every single time Jughead makes a point, thunder strikes from somewhere. Jughead is a dumb, angry young man, and the mayor is a bad mayor. Yeah. Moving yeah. on. I mean, we should probably explain exactly what's happening here. That's actually plot relevant stuff. <laughs> I guess so. So Jughead is like. Hey, Mayor, you can't do this to the serpents. Uh, you're you're bad. Why would you do this? It's almost like, and then thunder strikes. strikes. <laughs> I mean, you don't hear it, but you see it. Wait, oh, no, it, other way around. You don't, you don't, you don't see, see it, it, but you hear but it. You hear it. And then the mayor <laughs> is like, "No, I do what I need to do. The south side is a blight." Okay, calm you, down, Mayor. Yeah, you best. Watch yourself, Jughead. I am a mayor. You wrote that article. I have a target on your back. I'm like, man, you're a bad mayor. He's a bad you're mayor. You're a real bad mayor. Um. Oh, part of Veronica's confirmation is she has to renounce Satan and also do charity. So she's doing charity now. At the soup kitchen. Well, she brings Archie along because, yeah. Because why not? Because why not? Because <laughs> Archie, Archie said yes. Because <laughs> Archie was near her. Hey, Archiekins, I'm going to go do charity work. Do you want to come do charity work with me? Archie's like, FBI, yes? <laughs> Before Archie has to do anything, he's like, FBI. Yeah, no, yeah, be, yeah, yeah, all right, F, yeah, I'll do it. The FBI would like that. The FBI would like that. Archie, do you want to come with me to the soup kitchen? Yeah, the FBI would like that. <laughs> Why do you start saying that? I don't know. It's a new phrase. It's catching on. It's like fetch. It's a new thing that the hot kids are doing. The, F- <laughs> the FBI would like that. So then Veronica's like, I hear you're doing poker with my dad. And Archie's like, yep. And Veronica's like, bad dudes will be there. And Archie's <laughs> like. Archie, these people, they're serious. I don't want you to get up into anything. And Archie's like. I think I'm going to bring waters and clean toilets. Yeah, I'm just sort of doing water. Also, Veronica, you've been, like, in the know for, like, two weeks. But apparently you know all the details. Yeah, apparently that sit-down talk that she had with her parents lasted eight hours. And it was, like, with a PowerPoint presentation of the crime syndicate that she was becoming a part of. Let me explain to you what a pyramid scheme is. You see at the top here. (laughs) They also took a journey to Vegas, and they went to the Mob Museum, and Hiram just, like, pointed out where they fit into each branch of the Mafia. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it was. That's what they did. That what we thought, which is a quick scene, was actually a full day, because time works differently in Riverdale. So then Jughead and Betty are getting ready to do some detecting yeah. regarding the statue. Because they're going to find the head. And they're also at Pop Tates. Yeah, and they also talk a little bit about relationship stuff. Boo. (laughs) So, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, Tonight, I am drinking a Mike's Hard Orange Cream Soda. Yeah. Which is a troubling choice because it's delicious. 
and it just tastes like it's pop. Ah, uh, yeah, that, that is a problem. Yeah. But I don't think cream soda is orange flavored. I feel like this title of this beverage is a misnomer. This is orange soda. There is no cream component involved. Um, yeah, I don't know what makes cream soda without, like, the cream element of it. What yeah, makes it a cream soda? Because they used to have cream in it, but now that we're in 2018. <laughs> well, it's just, a, it's just like a flavor. It's like when you have, like, the dad's cream soda. So. And, like, there are also pink cream sodas and white cream sodas. So there's something about I don't, I don't know enough about, um, uh liquids to know what exactly cream soda is what was it tells what the cream soda is that would be fun oh I guess. there's malted barley hop extract i think that's why it's a cream soda maybe but in better what? news kevin yeah this beverage comes from quebec yeah but okay. kevin this is so topical oh because there's poutine in this episode because our villain comes from quebec does he actually yes i will explain it later <laughs> okay you can explain that <laughs> when, when it comes we meet up. him i will explain it uh I I appreciate – you said it doesn't t- really taste like alcohol. The nice thing is that it's Mike's, so you know that it's – it's not like – so Nest Tea is coming out with, uh, like, spiked tea. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's bad. That's bad, Nest Tea. Because mm-hmm. some, like, nice grandmother is going to buy her – buy her kid a uh... – So you be like, oh, this is intense iced tea. Here you go, Johnny. And then you're going to have a drunk six-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the States where you can just buy alcohol at the grocery store. Yeah, I mean, like, to be fair, in Canada, you'd have to go to a liquor store. And at that point, that's not grandma's fault. That grandma's trying to get that yeah, kid she drunk. she did it bad. She's like, what happened if I got Johnny drunk? <laughs> I want to see a drunk baby. But in the States, she could just be a little bit senile and a little bit confused about what aisle she's in. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, oh man. Kevin, would you like some Mike's hard orange cream soda? No, I think I'm I think I'm good. I know what's in it. You know what's in I it. I know what's in it. I can't trick you like a child. Like it's so easy to get children drunk. <laughs> um so then we have a very, very short scene. Veronica is real mad at Hiram. Veronica's real up in her britches about crime. She like, like, likes crime, but not for Archie. No, what bugs me about this is that, once again, Veronica has been in this business for, which apparently is a huge business. Like, when we first learned that Hiram went to jail, it sounded like he did, like... An embezzle. Yeah, like white-collar crime. He did no, one embezzle. apparently he's a crime lord. He is the leader of a crime syndicate akin to Al Capone. Which makes it so much weird. So, so Hermione... When she left, like, when – so there's no way she can't know about this with, with the amount that Hermione's going into this, which would be the entire first season. Like, we have to assume that she was appar- – apparently is just, like – She was just playing a role. Yeah, she's playing just mobster wife. She was just playing the sweet Luke Perry Andrews who just wanted a sweet, lovely girlfriend. The problem is, the problem is that by adding this in, it changes so much of, like, earlier character stuff by making Hiram be more than just, like – a white-collar criminal. He's literally a crime lord. Because I literally thought he was just a Jimmy Cooper who was better at Jimmy Coopering. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Cooper who had some cool. Yeah, but no, apparently he's like, oh, real deep into, like, actual yeah. mobster stuff. But then <laughs> but then Veronica comes in like, Dad, are you sure about this with Archie? I'm like, Veronica. You don't know. You don't know. And then Hiram's like, again... Archie's gonna carry water and clean toilets. They they keep bringing Veronica into like weird situations where she shouldn't be in, like when she was at that meeting with the mayor. Yeah. <laughs> Veronica is still sixteen. Yeah, she's sixteen. 
<sighs> so, um, guess what? Yeah. And he's back. I'm... Okay, they could literally any other lawyer. Yeah, I, I, I hate... So she, so she's back. And she's like, look what he did to me. He cut this thing off. Her who, arm looks who fine. Who likes Penny? Who likes Penny? Apparently only soft boy. And guess what, guys? Her arm looks fine. Yeah, actually, it's really not that bad. I have a scar on my leg <laughs> that at the time I got the scar because I had a surgery. Because yeah. Considering how they carved out a chunk of her arm, like... I don't know, a, a week, week and ago? a half ago? Yeah, guys, I have a scar on my leg from a surgery she... that looks like <laughs> Benny... only slightly less bad. Penny healed super fast. Well, she probably went to the magic hospital. <laughs> she did go to the magic hospital, the same one that, you know, helped uh, Luke Perry get all healed up. From and a also... gun wound in yeah. the day. and Mama Blossom from her horrible burn scars. She has no scars. Yeah, this magic hospital. But, so she comes in, and she's like... Look, he did this to me, and FP's like, oh, man, you broke the code. I'm like, FP, you hate her. She's blackmailing She's bad. You. She's bad. In fact, from what I can tell, every one of you hate the snake charmer. The only thing she has going for her is that she is a lawyer, which is, let's let's be very clear, there are many lawyers. <laughs> there are lots of lawyers. Aaron, how many lawyers do you, do you know? 27? Yeah. <laughs> Lawyers are a. Ra- In fact, you, you know what the crazy thing about lawyers is? They're easy to find because lawyers don't hide. And I understand <laughs> yes. they're supposed to be like, oh, we're criminals. What lawyer would would um defend us? You know who defend them? Personal injury lawyer. You know who defend them? My ex boyfriend. He would love to defend them. He'd be like, hey, here I am fighting I, for the little guy. I'm sure, you're gonna <laughs> find a lawyer who's like, yeah, this definitely isn't a gang. Hundred <laughs> percent, that's not a gang. And that's she goes. I mean, I could protect you from being evicted. I can see 41 reasons that I could hold this up for a year. And I'm like, mm. again, my ex-boyfriend, who is a baby lawyer, he has only been a lawyer for like five years. He could shut this down for life. Don't talk to the snake charmer. You call. Call any other lawyer. Any other lawyer. She has nothing on you. Unless if she does, at which point... You should be telling us, show, because this woman is not threatening at all. And she's supposed to be super threatening, because what the scene ends up being is that she's like, I'll help you, but in exchange, I want him, and she's pulling a Jughead, <laughs> as, you, as, you know, a soft yes. did earlier, um, I want him gone, and I want, and I want to carve off his tattoo with a, with like a, a dirty a, a knife. Dirty knife. Guys. <laughs> this is dumb. And then FP brings, like, to get home, and he's very upset at him, like... There's gonna be a vote. We're gonna decide what's gonna happen. <laughs> There's so many metaphors. Yeah, he's like, it's because of you all these snakes are losing their dens. And I'm like, just call them homes. Also, maybe them's guys should pay them's rent. Also, FP, you hate her. Why are you giving her anything? Don't black- give her power. Yeah. She has no power. Because yeah. we've talked before about her stupid blackmail over Jughead, which which she did not use when he like uh, when he cut off the snake from her arm. She, that she didn't do it at that no. point. Also, the only reason she's a lawyer is because the serpents paid for her to go to law school, and you know who you should pay to go to law school, serpents. Jughead. 
Because he is the only person in town who knew about the past Black Hood. Yeah. And he was the only person in town who knew about the Uktana tribe. Somehow he is the smartest person in town with the best investigation skills. Send him to law school. So the serpent sent her to law school for her to be a lawyer. And then right now all her clients are serpents. Guess what happens if they stop hiring her? She has no clients. And you would make her a better lawyer if she had wealthy clients so she could funnel their money into the serpents. But instead, her only clients are serpents. Also, I'm not entirely sure she's a very good lawyer. She doesn't seem great. Once again, her only her only clients, she has to blackmail into being her clients. That is a bad lawyer. <laughs> Guys. I hate this character. Like, legitimately hate this character so much because she's so non-threatening. The construction is so dumb. And they and they make her seem like she is the the biggest, baddest thing walking around, and she is so not. You know who's a bigger, badder thing? Chuck Clayton. Yeah, even he, <laughs> who, who in, the, in recent episodes has more have just been a joke. Still bad. So um, <sighs> then the FBI is like, Archie, you're going to a poker game? Maybe the first time you infiltrate some mafia, you'll wear a wire? And Archie's what? like, why would you build trust? Like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. She's I'm like, gonna... I've watched mob movies. I should build their trust before I betray their trust. Why? Are you afraid that you'll catch something that will, like, get your girlfriend in trouble? And he's like, no, because you already agree with me that's anything I thought that she would be safe. Oh, no, and it also... wasn't his girlfriend. It was his dad. Oh, right. And Archie's like, in trouble. no, everyone knows Luke Perry Andrews is not involved with this. Yeah. And also... No, I'm not going to wear a wire. <laughs> On the first time, dummy. Also, also, I am a wire. <laughs> it's true. Like, if you want me to record something, you have to ask me. But because you didn't ask me, I'm not going to record it. I'm not going to press the button on my chest. Because <laughs> it's not automatic. <laughs> I have to do it manually. It's the one thing we haven't gotten figured out. So uh, then Hal's real mad. Yeah, he... <laughs> he's, <laughs> so we see Hal. Like, there's no setup to this scene. No, it just it's just out of nowhere. Hal... Betty and Alice standing in the front of their <laughs> building. Sorry, in the front of their house, in the front hall, and ha- and Hal is like, "Either Shink's gone or I'm gone." <laughs> and Betty and Alice are like, "Um, don't." He's like, "He's a stranger." It's like, "Hey, Al, don't." <laughs> I mean, he is born of my loins. And then we cut. Well, might be born of born of Hal's. We don't know. Who knows? And then we cut back, and Hal has been standing there <laughs> with his bag, which <laughs> makes the setup even dumber. And then he's like, "I'm going to an Airbnb by the register." <laughs> it's almost like this entire scene was was Hal being like, "All right, so everyone knows." He looks directly <laughs> into the camera. I am not going to be in this house. That is useful for you to remember for later things. This is a plot reason for why I'm gone. Goodbye, everyone. And then he leaves the episode. And then Alice is like, um, okay. So Veronica in this entire episode has to be a drama queen in everything she does. Oh, she has the sexiest, most dramatic church scene. Yeah, she she goes to church for confession. And she's like, I just, my family, and I'm worried that I'm leading Archie into the stuff of my family. What should I do, Father? You, you've been with my family since before I was born. I come on the father lean over and be like, yeah, and you've been involved for a week and a half. Settle down, child. What should I do? And, and then he's, he's like, do some Hail Marys and, like, pray. See ya. I don't, 
I don't know, Veronica. I don't really want to deal with you. You're you're kind of a drama queen. You're making this into a thing. It's not. And then a bunch of grown women drink wine with a 16-year-old. Yeah, everyone, all the lodge ladies are sexy and drunk and asking about Archie and how to... <laughs> that one woman's very attracted to Archie. Let's be clear. And they also mm. discuss how to be a mob wife, I guess? I guess? I don't know. I don't know. What's the point of this Hermione scene? spends a lot of it just staring at Veronica. Which is all Hermione does ever. Sad. Holding her wine. Meanwhile, the men. No, no, no family members. No, there are no male members of the There's lodges. There's no male members of the lodges. Nobody from Hiram's side, apparently. Maybe some of the, those women are from Hiram's side, but... Yes. Well, probably, because they're all lodges. I don't know. Anyway, the yeah. men are playing poker at Pop Tate's, because... Yeah. Sure. And we go around the table and we're introduced to each of them, but that doesn't matter because there's only one that matters. And his name is Papa Poutine. Yes, Papa Poutine is here. Papa Poutine, a man who Aaron's going to describe to me apparently is from Quebec. (laughs) Papa Poutine runs a uh, chain of hot dog restaurants in Montreal. And Kevin doesn't know. Um, so steamies yeah. are very important in Montreal. Yeah. Do you know what steamies are? They're like a hot dog type thing. Yeah, they're like ho- little hot dogs that you make in the microwave. Yeah. So that's how you know he's from Montreal. He loves poutine and he runs the hot dogs. <laughs> he has the steamies. Yeah, no, here's, but here's the thing, Aaron. He has no never, Montreal accent. Yeah, and it's and and it's not very made very clear. He's just a they why did this episode choose poutine? <laughs> like we're gonna make poutine be a big thing for this man called Papa Poutine What's who Canadian? runs a hot dog restaurant. Yeah, they don't explain it very well. It's He doesn't even run the... a poutinery. No, because there's not really poutineries in Quebec. I know, but they th- only have steamy restaurants and you get the poutine at the steamy restaurants. I know. I'm just saying that like it's And also you don't know this, but there's a very major Italian Canadian population in Montreal. So there's a ton of these guys who all look the same, who speak French and Italian and English, and they're all really into stocks, and they just want to take you for steamies, and they also want you to go to their house so you can drink bourbon with them. And that's not great. Not great. So that's my experience. And that's who Papa, Papa Poutine is. And that's who Papa Poutine is. That, that is what Papa Poutine is. He is all of the Italian Quebecois yeah. that Aaron met and he's in Montreal. A, and he is immediately set up to be... Um, the a, worst. A, the worst. So he's a jerk to Hiram. He's actually taunting him because Archie is Luke Perry's son. And then Pops is so excited because he never gets to make poutine and he got to make poutine. To be, let's be clear, though. Pop did mess up. Like, the, Do like, you think, though, I wish they had shown us yeah. this delicacy. Like, 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 like Papa Poutine's um, reaction was unwarranted and just being a jerk. Over the top. But from what, the only thing we can tell, because we don't see it, we just hear it, there's no cheese curds in it. Yes. Which makes me think he used shredded cheese. Which, you know what? You can get a pretty good, very cheap poutine from, like, your high school cafeteria that is just fries and gravy and cheese curds. Yeah. If you're paying, like, $10 for that poutine, that better be cheese curds. Yeah, I mean, like... But if like, you're paying, like, $3 in your high school cafeteria, yeah, give me that shredded yeah, cheese. But, but, I mean, to be to be fair, like, like I judge poutine and places that serve poutine based on if there's cheese curds in the poutine. I was at a, I was at a, a pub just, like... A few days ago, and someone ordered the poutine, and I'm like, and they're like, like I never had it before. I don't know if it's good. And I'm like, well, check the menu. Does it say it has cheese curds? Like, it has cheese curds. I'm like, well, that's a good sign. 
What is your feeling about a poutine that has cheese curds, but then also shredded cheese? No, that's fine. The cheese yeah, curds is important. There's more cheese. It's just an addition you onto it. You just need the squeak, and you need the, like... Well, you, you need the heft of the cheese curds. You need to be able to pierce a curd and a fry at the same time. The thing, with the, with the thing with the melted cheese that it doesn't have the same it consistency. It just strings. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, he's a jerk about it, though. He calls it vomit, and I'm like, that is rude. That is that man's food. And he was very excited to serve it to you. Yeah. And because this man is such a jerk, I believe there are cheese curds there. <laughs> he's just a mean balls. Okay, sure. Then our he, he does say where the cheese... Okay, whatever. Um, he's a jerk. He sees them cheese curds, but he's still a meanie. And then um, Pop Tate's... Uh, you know, oh, sorry. Pop Tate's is flustered, and uh, Papa Poutine... Not Pop Tate's. Papa Poutine... Storms into the night. Well... No, something very important happens here, Aaron. It's not Papa Poutine who says that, though. It's a different man who's like, the toilet is clogged. No. Go clean it, Andrews. No, Aaron, a very important moment happens here. Which because one? Because Papa Poutine is like, um, what, do you own this place? And the Hiram leads and goes, no, I do. And then Archie goes, huh? So essentially now Archie knows for sure that Hiram owns it, which is which means that earlier scene with him and Pop Tate's kind of unnecessary this is such an old plot point it was so long ago for us yeah i i that know that i care less than i should i know but i'm not criticizing you i'm criticizing the show i know but it's an important thing in the show and considering how once again they've apparently upped the stakes of hiram from being like kind of skeezy guy to being full-on crime lord I, I think we should be more concerned that he owns Bob Tate's. Yeah, we should be. But I feel like the show has not given me enough evidence to understand I'm really, what he's going to do with I'm it. I'm really wondering if they're going to drop this next episode. I'm sure. I'm sure they well, will. I mean, they dropped the Uktana, so. They, mm, they did, yes. Uh, but Archie has to go one clog the toilet. And while he's doing that. He overhears some gossip. <laughs> Papa Poutine. Because, and, of course, it's happening. Papa Poutine is like. I think Hiram's weak. He's gone soft, like soft boy. <laughs> like that soft boy we hear about. He's like, he's gone in business with Luke Perry Andrews. He owns this restaurant. I don't know. And you're like, what? And he's like, we should take him out. But after the confirmation, when it's dramatically appropriate. Because we're mafia. Is that how we do it. That's how mafia does. Mm. Mm. The confirmation happens, and I hate it. <laughs> So they full-on sing a lot of Bittersweet Symphony. Yeah, and it's... Remember earlier I said Bittersweet Symphony is kind of a sad song? They sing it even sadder. This is on par with Betty's sad stripping to Mad World. But instead of sad stripping, it's sad renouncing Satan. Yeah, so so Josie's <laughs> at the front and, like, singing Bittersweet Symphony. And, and then Veronica walks to water down the aisle singing another part of it. And did you notice there is a child choir? Yeah, they also have a choir who's singing. But better. the child choir only, does it ever come in? I don't think they sing. I, think I don't it's think just, so either. It's just Josie and then <laughs> Veronica. And then I was wondering if this is a dream sequence because I'm, okay. I need to try to explain all the stuff that happens here. And you feel free to jump in at any point. Yes, of course. So Veronica walks down the, down the way. The yep. aisle, and she sings with Josie, and they sing Bittersweet Symphony, and it's real bad. Then it's a smash cut to Veronica standing next to the priest. And the priest is like, do you renounce Satan? And Veronica... And she looks out into the crowd. And the room darkens. And she sees her dad in black, and her mom in white. 
And then behind them is Archie. With a spotlight on him. And she says, yes. And then behind her, a sun explodes. That's what happens, right? Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a dream, right? This is a dream. All this is metaphorical. No, that is happening. And then there's a cut to the mayor coming up to the lodges. And the mayor is like, congratulations. You officially own Southside High. And we're like, yeah, that's a bad school. That's a bad school. Make it a better school. I mean, they're going to a better school right now. Like, all the kids seem so happy about it. Everyone's happy. Everyone's happy. I mean, you did a very scummy thing, but everyone's happy. Then... The villains, which is Papa Poutine and some other guy, look at Hiram and are villainous. Yeah. And Archie sees and them. Archie, yeah. Archie sees some men staring at Hiram and is like, ooh. Like, ooh. Ooh. But he can't fix it right away because Veronica drags him away to meet her grandma. And her grandma speaks Spanish and pinches Archie's cheeks. And it's cute. And I don't know why this scene is here. It's just a nice in-between for so Betty can go to Jughead. Because like, I'm going to find Jughead. And then she wanders off and she finds Jughead in a stairwell somewhere. And him sad. He's real sad. And he explains to her the Penny Peabody thing. And <laughs> Veronica's far more understanding than I would be. Or Betty. sorry, Betty's far more understanding than yeah, I would Betty, be. <laughs> Betty's like, well, um, look, I don't. <laughs> it sounds bad. <laughs> sounds real bad. But I, just, I think maybe we could fix it somehow. <laughs> I feel like if we knew another lawyer. A Molly Ringwald lawyer. Do I know a red-headed lawyer who could help us? <laughs> However, she can't get to the end of that thought because her phone rings. Yeah, so remember how they said they are going to investigate the um, the missing head? What do they do, Aaron? They put up flyers. They put up flyers. Which like... we saw, but I forgot about. Well, also, because I thought they were going to do more. But instead, they, they're like, we should find this head. They put up... Like, are you telling me the police couldn't do that? But, Kevin, these are teenagers. <laughs> so this is, like, the first time they have ever acted like teenagers. Oh, we need to find something. Let's make a printing on the school They're computer. Like, <laughs> it's true. They're, like, 12-year-olds looking for a lost cat. <laughs> have you seen mittens? <laughs> and guess what, guys? Wanted, dead or alive. They find mittens. But first... <laughs> Veronica and Archie dance, and then Hiram cuts in, and then Veronica's like, Dad, I have emotions. Archie can't be a part of the mafia. And Hiram's like, but Archie's pretty good. And she's like, no. I really trust this boy. He seems like someone who the FBI would not want to have help him. And Veronica's like, but no. And Hiram's like, but... Okay. I'm like, fine. The FBI would like that. That's a cool new thing the kids are saying. Have you heard? (laughs) (laughs) The FBI would like that. Oh. (laughs) New slang. Yeah. Uh, So Betty and Jughead, they they, they go talk to a man who I guess owns a scrapyard. Apparently it's the dump. Later they call it the dump. Okay, it could be the dump, yeah. So he found the head <laughs> yeah. in a refrigerator in the dump. Yeah. And Veron- or Betty's like, did you see someone? And he's like, yep, I saw a tall man. <laughs> did you see someone out of the ordinary? And he's like, well, this is a dump. So everyone's, everyone's out of the ordinary? <laughs> Trust me, everyone's out of the ordinary. Oh, and then Jughead's like, did you see a man? And he's wearing a jacket like yours. And then Jughead's like. Was he tall? I like that this that earlier in this episode, Jughead had to make fun of tall boys 
height. And I feel like they specifically shot... Because I never felt like he was that tall. He's not that tall. Um, that's why I called him Soft Boy. Yeah. Because um, he was soft, but he's not tall. But they, I feel like they shot him purposely in this scene to make him look so much taller than well. Just to make it very clear. He is the tall boy. And that's and how they tell him who he is. Even when they shoot him to be tall, when he like confronts Jughead and yeah. is like, You're a child. He's not that tall. I mean, tall I've is, seen taller. He's taller than a child. Great. <laughs> Good. Put him next to FP, please. Yeah. Uh, so then Archie ev- decides to warn. No, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Archie decides to warn Hiram to let him know that Papa Poutine's gonna get him. And Hiram's like, mm. Mm. Yes, thank, thank you. you for telling me. And then <laughs> without looking, he picks up a phone <laughs> and makes a very foreboding call. Perhaps he is known all along. Yeah. <laughs> Papa Poutine's gonna get you. <laughs> That's, there's no way that can be seem threatening. So, um... <laughs> Then our heroes who are... Hold on a second. This show's real dumb. We've had the candy... We've had Sugar Man. I'm trying really hard to ignore the fact that there's a character called Papa Poutine. And we're supposed to take him really seriously? Yeah. I'm trying really hard. I love poutine, but it's a dumb word. Now let's do a very important scene where we learn something that I think this is confirmation. That Betty is a serpent? No, later. But let's go through the scene. So, okay. Oh, yes! So, Jughead and FP. And Betty. Because FP, because I guess I got FP. And I, the best thing about this is Jughead is at the head of the triangle. Holding the head. And he storms and he's like, hey, soft boy, why are you so soft? <laughs> yeah, he says soft boy. It's so weird. It's Our so little weird. bit, he says it. They know. Uh, but then soft boy is like, like, what are you doing? What's happening? Why is that Northsider here? And then he's, the Jughead's like, she's one of us. I'm like, oh, she did do the sad stripping. Remember, so that makes her a serpent. Remember that's, well, apparently that's all they, all the women have to do is they have to sad, sadly strip yeah. to Jules, not Jules Verne. I keep on wanting to call it Jules Verne. You have to sadly strip 800 to. 800 leagues under the sea. Wow, way more than eight, 800. I don't know. But sure, you have to sadly strip to 800 leagues under the sea. <laughs> the children's version. <laughs> So he slams down the head, and then FP's like, what you doing, soft boy? And the soft boy's like, we've become soft since you became the leader. (laughs) But me, soft boy, we're going to make it happen. And Hiram, he came to me, and and he's like, I want you to do this. And I'm like, sure, that's going to make us hard by by helping Hiram. A Northsider. Yeah, apparently that's that's logically what's going to happen. Helping the most Northside Northsider will make us more Southside. By helping the bourgeoisie, we will become more criminal. What you guys didn't get from this show <laughs> is that it's very important that he calls FP the leader. Yeah, and then he's... FP asks him, what, if you lead Softboy, will it be better? No, no, I mean... Which to, confirms. To, to be fair, what happens is that um, FP's like, oh, yeah, because, uh, sorry, I'm saying this so, so badly. Soft boy is like, I was hoping that doing this would get him out of there, would also get you out of there. And then FP's like, oh, so you can lead? And I'm like, oh! Guys! FP's the leader! It what? has taken us so many episodes, and I'm still not convinced it's right. Well, here's the problem. If he's the leader, then so much stuff is dumb. Why? What? If he's the leader, how does Penny Peabody have all this power? Yeah. Do, do they have some sort of, like, crazy rider where once you're a snake, you can never not be a snake? Even if you do... But but they're talking about exiling... 
Why can't, they, why can't they just exile Penny? Why couldn't they have done a vote? Because they exiled Softboy in this. All of the baby snakes would have voted against Penny. All it would have been to, fine. Yeah, all they have to do is... It's so simple. It's like, who wants to exile Softboy? And they're all like, yeah. That's it. That's all they have to do to Penny. So I guess the problem is the serpents only like democracy. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the problem is they're socialists. Or communists. There are so many things. Oh, man, the bourgeoisie thing came back. <laughs> the communists. Can someone please explain to us what the point of the serpents is? Not a gang. Not a gang. Still not a gang. No, they're just like a commune. Yeah. <laughs> they're, just, they're just a LARP group. Just like, they have to do it through the votes because they're a LARP group. They just like LARPing. They just—they're really into character, and that's why they don't. That's why they're upset about the whole penny thing because Jughead caused like physical pain to her that will affect her in the outside world. He didn't just throw a spell packet at her. Yeah, or yeah, or put the knife to her and count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the problem. Jughead doesn't get it. <laughs> he doesn't know the LARP rules. But they can't tell him it's a LARP because it's against the rules. The problem is that they're really, really like. They're, the, so they're so dedicated to deep the in character that they cannot break character at all. Like, FB did not have Jughead when he was his character. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, having Jughead broke the rules. <laughs> but they're they're letting that slide, but now. Whew. So, uh, Veronica tries to white fang Archie. But Archie's like, it's okay. I know about the mafia. Yeah, Archie's like, he's a mobster. He's very clearly a mobster. Veronica's like, but... And yeah, no, like, yeah, no, I've been looking around here. He's a mobster. Like, have, it's really noticeable. I have saved him from Papa Poutine. I don't think he notices, I don't think he mentions that. No, I don't think he, so. He literally does everything he can to make sure nothing happens in this scene. Because Veronica's like, no, I gotta tell you all these things. And Archie's like, no, don't, don't, don't tell me these things. Does Archie have the wire on, maybe? No, no, I think he just doesn't want to know. Because then he's like, but then I'll have to tell the FBI. I can only speak the truth. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. So then um, Betty and Jughead sit on the couch looking very 1950s and yeah. very cute. Apparently Jughead is on probation from the serpents, which sure. even he doesn't know what that means. <laughs> no one knows Be- what that means. Betty, apparently I'm on probation from the serpents, and I don't even know what that means. Betty, I don't think this is a gang. <laughs> Betty, I don't Betty, think I'm a- <laughs> maybe I can't wear my jacket to school? Betty, I don't think I'm in a gang. <laughs> I-, I don't know what I'm in. I don't know what's happening. But then they they talk for a little bit, and then Jughead asks Betty to stay because screw FP, apparently. Because his dad's there, but yeah, all right. 100% FP's there. And then they're going to have sex on the couch. Because they both have a darkness inside them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jughead does use the word darkness. They love which, the darkness. Which triggers Betty. Um, and then she's like, <laughs> Jughead, I got to tell you something. Never mind. And I looked at Aaron and I said, was she going to tell him that she's camming? Yes. Would that be... (laughs) Jughead, I need to tell you something very important. I'm a cam girl. He's like, that's illegal for you. Otherwise, I don't really care. In two years. Two years, yeah, whatever. Whatever you want. Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) I don't care. So at the Cooper house, Alice Cooper is angry because Betty doesn't come home sometimes. Yeah, we yeah we cut to Sheik and Alice having dinner in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no lights on in this house. And, like, we're stuck on this, but more importantly, the doorbell rings and a blonde man is there. A blonde man with a dark beard is there. He's like, is Sheik there? And Sheik, there's almost like a slapstick, like, look away, like, oh no. It's a real comedic take to the camera. Yeah. Uh, Archie 
goes to the FBI agent and makes a um, strong choice. Well, first, the FBI agent is like, this man is dead. And Archie's like, okay. <laughs> oh, his name is Papa Poutine. <laughs> and Archie's like, oh. Oh, I get it. He had another His first name wasn't Papa? <laughs> first FBI, name Papa. Last name Poutine. The FBI agent is like, do you know why he might be dead? And Archie makes a weird choice not to snitch on Hiram. And you know what? It would have been fine if you'd been like, Papa Putin wanted to kill Hiram. So I assume Hiram killed Papa Putin. This is what this is why I'm doing this, right? This is how mafia works. Why am I now invested with Hiram? I there's nothing happened in these last few weeks that made me want to like Hiram. Am and, I thinking this to protect Veronica? But I already know that Veronica's protected. We made that deal first before I protected <laughs> this, my dad. This is why you don't have a 16-year-old as an FBI agent. Because he can't figure out his emotions. He will lie to you for no reason. <laughs> It'll be like, I was just feeling like I couldn't trust you at that moment. And the guy's like, I'm an FBI agent. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's good that he's lying. <laughs> because it's definitely not an FBI Definitely c- not. Because our, our decision this week is that he is not an FBI That's agent. That's why he did not give Archie a wire. Is he a trick from Hiram? <laughs> Does he work for Papa Poutine? Who knows? <laughs> Who's now dead? Um, uh, then the Lodge has got another gift. And or it's Veronica this- gets another gift, but it's not for her. It's the statue head. Gasp. Gasp. Sigh. Yeah. Drama. But more importantly, <laughs> the, more this, importantly, more importantly, this show goes from zero to one million in one point two seconds. Betty, she comes home. She's so happy because she loves Jughead. She looks in the mirror, then she looks to her right. Hey, by the way, she did not say the night. Let's be very clear. Oh no, she went home because she's a teenager. Yeah, Jughead Jug was like, "You could say over," and she does not say over. They she, have sex and then she leaves. She's a teenager. Yeah, she looks to the right. Then blood. Yeah, then, then Alice is cleaning up so much blood from that blonde-haired man. And Alice is like, did you lock the door? Great. So, yeah, so that's what's going to happen now in this show. That's the that's thing. That's where this has gone. Because, mm. get- my Z- prediction. Zero to one million. Man showed up. He was like, hey, Sheik, you owe me some money and some sex. Alice was like... My children owe no one anything. Then she smacked him and he and he died. Yes. I think I do think she killed him. Yes. I think she's gonna blame Sheik. But it was her. But it was her. Because Alice... she has a darkness as well. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. And it's dumb and I don't like it. We thought the darkness came from FP, the dad of Sheik. But in fact, it came from Alice. I don't think FP is the dad of Sheik anymore. They're doing some like real real hard turns in this season it's like it's like they looked at the first season and they're like i don't really want to do that again let's change everything are we seriously only on episode 13 aaron we're not in episode 13 we're in episode 12 i just feel like we missed like three episodes somewhere no we're not even through a short season no oh So, Aaron. Yeah. Done this episode. Did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic was scraped away like Penny Peabody's tattoo, and it was replaced <laughs> by the scar of drama? Scra- scraped? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, had to get, they went through each layer individually. 
It was like, you know. Scraped over and healed very well. When you do a very bad job of making a rawhide. You know what her, you know what her cut looked like? It looked like she burned her arm on a, like, a really wide curler. Yes, it totally did. It's like, or if you take like tater tots out of the oh, oven. Yeah she, she, yeah, she touched the <laughs> yes. thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looked like. It does not look like it was cut off. Um, so, though my uh, CW moment could certainly be Penny Peabody's burn. I mean, Scar. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it's a single line of dialogue. Yeah. And it's Alice saying, did you lock the door? <laughs> Is that really what Alice would say? Would yeah. she not try to be like, nothing happened? Or anything or, to explain the body? Yeah, th- that does not match Alice, the Alice we know. Yeah. Unless if, once again, we're going, we're going with... That apparently she has a dark other like a dark passenger type thing, which I really worried they're doing the Coopers. They're doing is like they have an alternate personality. I mean, all Alice ever wants to do though is protect her children. Yeah, and she does it bad. Yeah. So maybe I'm incorrect, and maybe she did the murder. No, in I which she... case this is not a CW moment, and it's Alice with her elaborate plot to <laughs> protect Sheik. But I think it's a CW uh, yeah, moment. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, do you have a CW moment? My CW moment is also a single line of dialogue. Oh. But mine comes from a different person. Oh. Mine comes from Pop Tates when he goes, <laughs> well, he's the boss. Oh and Archie God. freaks out because you could have cut that scene. And when Hiram does the reveal later, it still would have been a reveal. Instead, we had to do this weird seating. Because <laughs> guess what, guys? We didn't forget that Hiram owns Pop Tate. And literally nobody would hear that and be like, what do you mean? What do you mean by the boss? What do you mean by he's the boss? Who is the boss? Can you, it'll be like saying like, well, the customer's always wa- always right. What do you what mean? Do you he's mean? The, what do you mean he's the customer? <laughs> what? Uh, what are you? Archie. <laughs> what is happening? Archie, why are you like this? <laughs> Who hurt you? Who hurt you? Well, that's that episode. My God. Kevin. Yeah. I know it wasn't good, but I really liked it. I mean, I laughed a lot during it. Yeah. It was super, like, dramatic. So because of Snowpocalypse, we almost didn't record tonight. Like, we almost had to watch the episode separately, and then Kevin had to come to my work tomorrow so we could record during my lunch break. Oh, I'm so happy. Like... I feel re-energized and invigorated. <laughs> I it, feel so good. I'm just like this. It, it uh, it's it's still like the show has some weird tonal whiplash. Like yeah. I still feel like I still feel like there's some things where it goes like, you know, it goes hard in one direction with something I don't care about, and then it brings up like and also a uh, murder. But you know what? Every scene is so short. That even if you don't like a storyline, it's okay. It's true. It's... A new storyline is right around the corner. <laughs> it's true. This this show is the equivalent of just throwing darts at it. Like, you take a handful of darts and you just throw it, and you just see what you yeah. feel like. It's like when you eat a chopped salad, and you're like, I don't know if I like salad. But then you're like, there is something in every bite. You that feel, is okay. You feel like you want a murder? You feel like you want this FBI thing? Go to Mafia. Mm. Hey, over here, over here we have some sort of like... Indigenous stuff. That's only for one episode, though. You don't have to worry about that. It's okay. That was the special of the week. And if at any point in this um, series they refer to Hiram as a mobster again, I would be shocked. We might get one more episode. You think we get one more episode of mobster. Maybe a follow up on Papa Putin's death. Oh, do, or do you think they're going to try to avoid it? Like they avoided ever saying Uktana again? 
if they say Papa Putin again, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> it's just Paul, I think his name was. I think so. Well, hey, if you like that episode, you should give us a rating, review, subscription on Apple Podcasts or, you know, whatever your podcatcher of choices. You can also hit us up on some social media. Tomorrow on Instagram, I will post a picture of the snowpocalypse. By tomorrow, do you mean today? Yeah, it will be today. Yeah. But I'll wait until the episode goes up. So I won't preemptively post it. Well, I mean, that would, that would be good because you just said t- today it will be going. All right. I don't know. Today that, that photo will be going up apparently. And where will it go up? It will go up on Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA, on Instagram and Twitter. And you can email us at PodcastMOA, PodcastMOA at gmail.com. What happened to Sheik's client? What will the lodges do now that the serpents know the truth? How many hot dogs will Jughead have to look after to get off probation? Answers to all this and more on the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast. That's just weird song choices sometimes. Bittersweet Symphony. It's like they know someone. <laughs> yeah, with the, like, they're, they're like the moment where it's like, you're a slave to money, then you die. It's like, great, good. Sure. So happy this is happening in this company. Like, if I was there, I would be furiated. Like, what is this about? <laughs> like, wait, we're... Is this about us? Putting a confirmation for one girl who's singing Bittersweet Symphony by the Verve? And she's 16? Be like if you're she's s- too old. It would be like singing the Verve pipe song. You know, the one's yes. like, the one about abortion? Yes. <laughs> or the song by, um... Brick? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she's a brick and she's drowning it would, slowly. It would be great if it was just Ben Folt's five brick. <laughs> Tell me, Josie, do you know about Brick by Ben Folds 5? <laughs> I guess I can learn it. Veronica, I learned it. You don't want to sing this song. Do you know what this song is about? It's yes. about a brick. It's about how someone can drag you down in your life. Now it's about abortion. It's about an abortion. Veronica, the song's about an abortion. It's about people who don't feel good about it. <laughs> We're going to sing it anyways. <laughs>